You're listening to Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American Podcast, Episode 74. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. This is episode 74, and I am so excited that you're listening. Today's topic is one of many topics I'm really, really, not passionate, but near and dear to my heart, and it is taking control of your professional development. November is career month, and in keeping with November being career month, I wanted to talk about professional development, your career, and why it's your responsibility to take control of your professional development. But before we get into the few topics or the main topic of the episode, I just want to remember that we're on social media at Carry On Friends on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, We also are on Facebook at Carry On Friends, so facebook.com forward slash Carry On Friends. And as always, we I, I love for you to participate and send me your questions, your feedback. And on Twitter, you could just use the hashtag COF podcast. All right? Cool. So in addition to in addition to it being career month, it's also like fourth quarter, year-end review, it's bonus time, and now it's really a good time to start strategizing about your career for the new year. And so, you know, the first point I want to make is that professional development is my and your responsibility because we are in control of our careers, not our managers, not our boss. I mean, they can have an impact on it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, we are in control of that. And, you know, when I go to interviews, I always ask and you should always do, you know, ask about the company's professional development program and initiatives. Because since professional development is my responsibility, it's my duty to ask a potential employer if this is something that they have, as it might affect whether or not I determine that this is a place where I want to work. It could also be the ice the, the the tiebreaker if i'm in a situation where i have multiple offers and i want to evaluate which one is the better offer outside of money so let's say a job is offering you round about the same money benefits give and take they kind of equal out but something else needs to be the tiebreaker professional development can be it and is it for me so it's great when a company offers professional development but it's also important to understand that professional development is my responsibility because learning is just a necessary part of survival. We have to learn how to do the simple things, how to cross the street, how we, you know, we have to learn to look out for danger. So since learning in and of itself is everyone's individual responsibility, it's even more important that we recognize that our professional development in the workplace is really for us to control, not for us to wait on a company to offer that to us. And I'm not saying the company shouldn't, but what I'm trying to say is that in if they don't have it, it's for us to make sure that we go out and find it. And if they have it, it's for us to make sure that we're use, using it and maximizing it to its fullest potential. 
So professional development is part of a growth mindset. I know this community of friends, they're all about growing and getting to that next level. And professional development is that you're eager to, to learn and evolve. And that's what that that's why it, it creates this growth mindset. So what is professional development? Professional development is really you doing continuing education, doing all that you can to make sure that you are always evolving and growing within your current role or beyond your current role, because most of us are looking to get to that next level. So the professional development really is taking on learning new skills that can elevate you to a higher role or to master your current role if you're, you're already in our highest role. So there are different types of professional development and using blended learning opportunities for professional development is always the best because it's not a one size fit all and you want to explore different learning types. Um, I know different formats have different impacts for me. So let's go into the different types of learn um, professional development. So you have courses. These are the traditional and non-traditional courses. This could be a live one to two or three day seminar or classes. Then you have your traditional university courses, whether you're taking like a semester or a year of a certificate course, or you're doing advanced degrees where you're actually going back for master's and, you know, just advanced degrees or whether you're completing your undergrad degrees. And then you have like on-demand learning, like LinkedIn Learning, lynda.com, which is rolling over into LinkedIn Learning, Udemy. You have MOOCs, which is massive open um, access courses like Coursera. And um, Coursera has some free courses and then you have some certificate courses. Then you have conferences and conferences are... um, are also not only a good opportunity for your learning and education, um, but they're also a great opportunity to build your network. Um, And the thing about conferences, though, you always want to approach that very strategic because you have a, a whole bunch of conferences out there and it's for you to decide which one is the best conference for you to attend because they're pricey. If they're local, it's just a matter of you, you know, taking whether you're in New York City, the subway or the bus or wherever. If they're in another city or state, you have to factor in travel. So in that instance, you have to make sure that you are taking a strategic approach. So I always have like three things I want to take away or get from a conference. I did that with Blogalicious in October. I did that with Podcast Movement in August. I did that with Haiti Tech Summit in June. There's always three things I want to take away when I go to a conference. And that is like my return on investment. Some people might have sales or other, you know, things that they want to, you know, sales, business development, contacts, etc. So, so th- those are, that, that's two. So three, professional association memberships is another means of professional development. Um, my previous experience with professional development organizations is that they are national orga- organizations and then you have local chapters. And depending on the size of the professional organization itself, you know, each local chapter 
in my experience, I'm always part of the New York City chapter. The New York City chapter of any professional association that I'm part of is always the biggest. And so they always have local events. And sometimes with these local events, they have these experts who come in and they have lunch and learns or um, they have brown bag lunches where you meet at a particular place and you're learning on a particular topic. Um, sometimes it's an it's a webinar. Um, and most of these professional associations, they have a yearly conference where you could go. And so again, with the yearly conference, and we're going to go into this a little later, sometimes that is expensive. The company may or may not cover that. And so, you know, the local weekly or monthly webinars or lunch and learns or brown bag lunches within the local chapter can really help, you know, if you don't go to the annual conferences. Another way Another type of professional development is really just keeping up with what's happening in your industry. It's keeping abreast of, you know, what's happening, looking through different publications and just watching trends. And it's, it's depending on your industry, watching trends and trying to learn or pick up new skills before, you know, everyone it's, it's required because sometimes you can bring these skills in advance to your company. Um, so that's another thing, keeping up with industry trends, going to meetups outside of, you know, members, professional associations just finding other people just to hear what people are saying or where the market is going so you have an idea and also prepare you for like if you are looking for that next opportunity you know to talk the talk you know what's happening in the industry you can have those conversations so then the other types of professional development is piggybacking on what i just said where you want to learn and you pick up new skills. That's the whole point of professional development, right? And let's say you want to switch industry. And so I've had this experience and I'm sure many of you've had this experience where no one wants to hire you because you don't have enough experience. So then you're asking yourself like, well, how will I get the experience if no one wants to hire me? Someone has to be willing to take, you know, to go out on a limb and see my potential and know that I can rock this role. But it's like, it's it's very frustrating because I've been in that place where you're like, well, you want somebody with experience, but you don't want to give me the job to get give the experience. How will I get this experience? And so there are two ways to kind of get around a situation like that. You could volunteer with nonprofit organizations, though reputable nonprofit organizations, because those are good places to start. Um, I've volunteered with SCORE. I volunteered with American Heart Association. And they they usually have a small staff and most of what they are try, they try to accomplish is through volunteer work or volunteer assistance and those are good places to see like if you have a particular skill that you you want to hone in on you want to show um you want to practice you want to show um a portfolio these are th- this is a good place to start you can also freelance and intern for others so If you go back to your old college job board, I think if you have access to that, you might be able to find some volunteer opportunities that way or some internship opportunities, but you have to make sure you figure out what works best for the skills that you have, the time you have available, Um, but that's one way to go. Another way is to start your own blog. Um, I know a lot of people have their own blog to kind of showcase their thought leadership and as a way to kind of 
position themselves as knowing what's happening in their field, in their industry, their best practice. And it, it serves like a portfolio for them. So their work product, um, some blog posts, maybe links to work they've done, you know, so instead of, you know, you know, your employer Googles you. So instead of having the employer Google you, they could just go to your your blog or your website and they they have a body of work that they could you, you are directing them to as opposed to them searching all over the web. If you don't want to take on the work of creating your own blog and managing your own blog, you can volunteer with platforms that align with what you are trying to accomplish or the skill that you're trying to develop. So perfect example, um, I've recently started looking for writers um, for the blog and social media and content creators, which is a great way for people to create portfolio. And I've worked with people in the past and I'm restarting that process because I've mentioned before, I'm about to have a baby. And so I'm looking to make sure that I, t- I, I have support to help me while, you know, in the first couple months of having a newborn. So those are opportunities that you can. So if you're trying to test out, you know, social media strategy or stuff like that, or you're trying to create videos, um, social videos, or you're trying to do video production, you know, blogs, bloggers are a great way to partner and leverage your content get recognition, be tagged, you know, those are great opportunities for you to have some professional development, hands-on experience and a body of work for you to show when it's time for you to, you know, start your new job search and you want to leverage what you know, what you have. And you know that, you know, this is some experience that you can show to a potential employer. So if there is an existing professional development program or initiative, this is great. You want to make sure that you are meeting your, at a very minimum, your company's core competencies and that you are striving not to be just meets expectation. You want to be exceeding those expectations and be very clear with your manager, whoever, what those expectations are. And do not wait until it's review time or almost review time to have that conversation because by then it's too late. These conversations should be happening organically between review periods. Um, if they are offering courses or online classes, please take advantage of those. I've been in at least two organizations where I was responsible for creating the learning and development curriculum or coordinating learning and development, um, initiatives, classes, training. And my role is to market this internally, make sure I'm getting a good turnout and making sure that the courses that I, or the classes or the seminars that I'm setting up one day, lunch and learn, whatever, for the internal clients, that they are well received, that they hit the mark in terms of what they were looking for. But at the same time, if no one's going, a company will take this away or they will cut back because they're like, I'm not going to be spending money for a professional development initiative and no one goes or everyone is too busy. You have to make sure you take advantage of when they have lunch and learns, they're bringing speakers in. It's really important that you go and you show up because if anything, they know that, you know what, Carrie Ann is always at these classes. She's taking notes, asking questions. There's, there's always an opportunity to learn. There's always something that I don't know and I want to know because 
I just, I, I just like hoard information. Like I, I absorb information because I never know when that piece of information is going to be useful to me. However, in the absence of a formal company professional development program or initiative, here's a few things that you can do that are on the lower budget side because most people are like, don't have money to go back to school or to college full time and pay a tuition. So one of the lowest barriers to entry are MOOCs like Coursera. Um, I know MIT has something. I can't recall the name now, but I'll put it in the show notes. So Coursera has free courses. They're usually offered by university. You could search by a subject area. But what they've also done is they've had um, they've added certificate courses where for a nominal fee, it's still about like maybe $50, $60 for a certificate course. And you could go through the plethora of courses that Coursera has available. Um, another cost effective is LinkedIn learning. Now, um, if you have basic, if you have a basic LinkedIn profile, you can upgrade to the next level, which is, I think they call it job seeker, even if you're not looking for a job, but you know, it's a job seeker, I think. And it's probably like 30 to $40 a month. And you have access to unlimited courses. And upon completion of these courses, these certificates can be published to your LinkedIn profile if you choose to do so. So if you are actively looking or looking to boost your profile, you can show that you've completed this um, certificate within the area you're trying to position yourself to be, you know, to, to transition or move into that next level. Sometimes you might have to ask your company if they will pay for a professional development opportunity. And this gets tricky. Some companies will pay all, and that's usually a larger company. Um, in other cases, they'll probably, some companies will flat out say no. Then there are other cases where, you know, it's no, not because I'm not going to pay for this, but because the company then says, why should I send you Carrie Ann to do this when there are more than, you know, there are five other people in this role. Why shouldn't I send the other five people or, you know, because then it's an optic situation. Why send Carrie Ann and not send the other five? And then you deal with this internal situation and companies don't want to deal with it. Some companies might have an issue justifying sending one person who is not the manager. They will send the manager and hoping the manager will come back and kind of disseminate information to the team. But if you're not a manager and there are other people on in the company that has your same exact role and you want to go to this conference, they might say no because they might feel like, why send one and not the others? Um In other cases, some companies will pay for your professional development course, but then they'll want you to probably commit to the company or staying with the company for a number of years. And you would have to look into those, right? So, and then if you leave before, so let's say a company says, yeah, I'll pay for this professional, one of these NYU professional development courses are even, you know, it, it depends on the the um, investment amount of the course. So if it's very costly, they might tack on a stipulation that you have to stay at the company for at least a year and a half, a year, a year and a half, or two years. And if you leave before that, you might have to pay back a portion of what they paid. Um, So those are things that you could look into. Um, There's another way I've done this. I've personally done this in the past. 
And I didn't ask the company, I did it because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't tied to a commitment of two years. So I wanted to go to a conference and I wanted a particular industry certification and I paid half of it. And then I just asked the company to pay the other half. So that's one thing you can do. You could pitch half the cost of this and um, of the whether it's a, a certificate you know, you, so you have PMPs, you have all these different industry or widely recognized certificates that, um, for a particular accreditation that you want, or maybe there's a course or a conference you want to go to, you could pitch that you could pay maybe half of that and the benefits because a company wants to know what they're going to get out of this for you to go. So in all of this, you know, the ones that are, high price point and you're going to ask the company to pay for what is their return on investment what are you looking to get out of it on their behalf not for you but you would say that this will benefit the company because xyz and point to problems that you know exist within the company so you know we're having a problem with the sales and getting this this will help alleviate this problem x or y you know so speak to problems and the solution that this learning initiative will address you know not so much for you take you out the equation yeah you go in there because there's an inherent benefit for you but they also have to see the benefit for themselves all right So I did not want to make this a really long episode. I really wanted to just kind of do something quick and easy as it is career month. It's coming down to end of the year. It's a bonus time. It's review time. And so preparing for the new year, I just want everyone to get into that mindset that we are in control of our professional development and our careers, and we have to just take charge and just kind of start thinking of strategies that we can use going into the new year to make sure that we are positioning ourselves in the best way we can for the for the best opportunities available within a company or that we are ready for when opportunities do come up that we can say, you know what, I got that skill or I got some of those skills. And if there are skills that you're trying to work on, like writing or social media, again, there are blogs, there are, there are volunteer associations that you can reach out to and see if they need any of these particular skills. Because sometimes companies don't want to take a gamble if they don't have any proof that you've accomplished this. So consider the different types of professional development a mix of all six, which were the six traditional and non-traditional courses, conferences, professional association memberships, um, keeping up with industry trends. I just mentioned volunteering and, uh, or, um, volunteering with different organization or starting your own blog. These are different ways of professional development that you should consider in your mix for 2018. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions about anything that I've just said, please let me know. I am more than willing to discuss. You can send an email, hello at Carry On Friends. If you have a question about professional development or something that's happening and you want a little advice about, by all means, reach out. As always, we're on social at Carry On Friends. And non-shameless plug, I am looking for writers and other people to build out the team. For right now, I know writers and a variety of voices is needed for Carry On Friends. So if you're interested in that, you can also um, go to carryonfriends.com forward slash join hyphen 
or hyphen team. And um, you'll see the information on there and the right way to do a pitch or just send information about what you're proposing. If you aren't on the newsletter, subscribe because I've also sent information through the newsletter um, on how to reach out about writing. If there is something else you feel like you can bring to the carry on friends team, there's a general application as well. And that's an opportunity for you to tell what you can bring. Um, I'm open to those and, um, that's it for this episode of carry on friends, the Caribbean American podcast. Again, I hope this was informative and helpful. And as always until next time, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at carryonfriends.com.